I will say this. Uh, you want to be light, but not at the expense of your own comfort. If you want to bring that pillow or an extra pair of socks or a stuffed animal, go for it. That's what I did. Really? Yeah, I brought Soft Bear. Your bear's name is Soft Bear? Well, his trail name is Cranberry. Trail Correspondence presented by The Trek. I am your host, Zach Badger Davis. It lately comes as no surprise that preparing for a cross-country backpacking trip requires a good deal of preparation. Whether it's dialing in your gear list, building your physical endurance, and or preparing your mind for the challenges of walking all day, every day, for several months, even the most lax of hikers will have to formulate some sort of game plan. Today, our correspondents share their preparation strategies, tactics, resources, and more. For those who plan to follow in their tracks, you may want to grab a notebook and pen as their advice is the result of countless hours of researching. Without further delay, let's hear from our trackers. Hi, this is Hazel coming to you from the Appalachian Trail, and today I have my friend Ellie with me again to talk about our preparation before starting our hike. So both of us have been planning for this trail since September, and we had both been working in hospitals since January, just trying to save up and kind of waiting until the day we can quit our jobs to start the trail finally, and that day has come. So in the past few weeks, we've just been doing some running and a few shakedown hikes just to get in shape. And a lot of gear testing has been taking place along with that, too. So we've gotten a lot of new gear since Colorado. That's been one of our biggest things. We both upgraded to quilts instead of sleeping bags and shaved two pounds, I want to say, two pounds off our packs. So, yeah, that was a big part. The quilt is definitely my favorite upgrade that I've made. I've made a few smaller ones, but the quilt was most definitely the most expensive and so far, I can tell is the most the worth. most worth it. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Um, I also upgraded to a hyperlite pack, which I think was a really good decision. I switched from my beloved Osprey that I've I think hiked with since I was thirteen or fourteen years old, and it was just time. I've gotten my body has changed, my weight like has changed. It's just it's it's it was time to make a change. So. That's what we decided on. Um, in terms of food for the trail, that's been one of our biggest challenges logistically for planning. We've decided to do um, boxes again, resupply boxes, um, and that has taken a lot of energy to plan. We did yeah. it in Colorado, so it's a little bit easier than the first time we planned it. But just buying food, we did our, we did our last grocery shop today, which was successful. So I plan to ship out my boxes in the next few days to get us going. We start the trail in a week from a week from t yesterday. So yeah, and I actually sent some boxes with my parents before I left Minnesota. So my parents are taking care of most of my boxes. They have dates and instructions as to when to mail them. So I guess we can just hope and pray that they make it to where they need to go. <laughs> yeah, and when in doubt, we can always shop in town, but it just is so much easier to start off the trail without having to worry about um, planning our resupplies in town, planning the days out. We already have it in a spreadsheet. It's all right there. So it's just easier for us. Um, we're only going to be doing that for the first 500 miles, but it'll just get us going, keep the planning to the minimum, and make it easier for us in the long run. So... Yeah, we've both been dehydrating food, too, since early spring, so it's kind of cool to see it all come together into actual meals now instead of just pieces of dehydrated food. Yeah, it was it was actually, it was awesome. My parents got me this AMC hiker food guide for Christmas, and so I copied a lot of the recipes off of that, and it worked so well for me because I really winged it in Colorado, and a lot of my food was flavorless and gross, so <laughs> this is awesome. I made a lot of... Um, chicken and veggie alfredo so we're hoping that's that won't get yeah. too bland after a while but I think I think I'm off to a good start yeah I am coming back from Colorado the only thing I can say that I was sick of was oatmeal and we've planned our boxes for a similar distance so on the AT we have boxes coming to us for about the first 500 miles 
Um, and that was about the same distance as Colorado. So I, I have a feeling I'll be sick of some of my breakfasts by then and I'll be ready to do some town resupplies. And but. I never get sick of oatmeal. I have, what is it? Maple syrup and brown sugar oatmeal every single morning. And I don't get sick of it. And I don't know how, but I just think it's the best thing ever. Wake up to warm oatmeal, start off my hike. So it works out. Yeah. And so as for some more physical prep, we are doing just some day hikes. We did a weekend loop last weekend. And then we are going to head up to Acadia a few days early. Acadia National Park. Yeah. Before going up to Katahdin just to do some more training hikes, maybe some running. So I'm really excited about that just because... Kylie hasn't been to the East Coast before, so yeah, have to show her the ropes. I worked in Acadia a few summers ago on the trail crew, so I know it pretty well, and I wanted to just introduce Ellie to it. A lot of the hiking trails are beautiful up there, so we're looking forward to it. Yeah, And I have some family up there who have, has a sailboat, too, so we might do a little Airbnb in their sailboat and <laughs> hike the trails for a few days before we set out, which is going to be great. But yeah, I mean, as for right now, our food is kind of getting settled in, and we're just getting the physical and mental pieces together until we start so so there we are <laughs> hey guys it's lara coming at you from lenape hoking aka frenchtown new jersey and today i'm talking a little bit about my prep for this journey um so as far as physically preparing um, I've been going on a lot of hikes in my local area recently. Um, when I go out, I try and weight my pack to at least the the weight that I think it's going to be. And sometimes I throw in a little bit of extra weight just to increase it um, because I'm pretty much working seven days a week right now. Um, it's It's a little bit tricky to find time to to physically prepare so i really try and make the most of it when i'm out and about um i'm also going to the gym um while there you know i'll use like the the stair stepper um working on my squats a lot doing um those like ones where like you squat and walk in a, a linear line kind of thing um I, I had one of the physical trainers because like with my, my gym membership, I got like one free physical training session, show me how to do uh, kettlebell swings, which was the, the topic of, or one of the things that was mentioned in a uh, backpacker radio episode recently. Um, so that was fun. Um, and yeah, I, I'm just doing a lot of things to like really focus on my legs and especially my core. I'm really trying to work on my gluteus medius and minimus because those are stabilizing muscles that according to my chiropractor, I need to develop more. Um, So I I apparently have like some pelvic instability and just strengthening those will really help me in the long run. So that's, that's really where I'm at on the physical things. Like I'm going to the chiropractor once a week, Um, And he's tracking my progress um, and giving me suggestions on where I need to go. And then I'm just trying to implement them along the way. I also have a like three day kind of backpacking trip planned for once I finally do quit work. Um, And then right before I go to Maine to start uh, the AT up there. I'm going to go to Vermont for a few days with some friends and we're going to hike up Mount Mansfield via the Hellbrook trail. And, um, that's like the tallest mountain in Vermont, I believe. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and it's really just going to boost my confidence a little bit. Um, so that's physical mentally. I've been seeing my therapist for, um, since like around January now, I've, I've been in therapy like off and on throughout the years. Um, but yeah, I've been seeing her since January. Um, and that wasn't really trip prep, but like it all kind of ties in. I think I'm also planning on journaling on trail and I've gotten a notebook and I wrote down a lot of kind of like mindfulness prompts, uh, in the front of it, because I'm going to really try and work on like being more mindful and like 
you know, it's really easy to kind of delve into like the negatives when you're on trail, like, oh, this mountain's so stupid. Fuck this mountain. You know, like that kind of shit. Um, I'm going to really try and focus on like not doing that and remembering like why I'm grateful to be there. I mean, all feelings are valid, but sometimes I think that I skew a little bit negative and I'm going to try and just work on that a bit. Um, I also did read uh, Appalachian Trials by Zach Badger Davis. Um, <laughs> and I did take some notes on it. Um, and I will be trying to implement some of his thoughts along the way. Um, as far as gear goes, I've been researching gear for months now. Honestly, now that I don't have um, online school uh, to give me like just Googling gear as like a fun distraction and I have to like actually go someplace for work, um, it's it, it slowed down a bit, but I feel kind of confident with where I'm at. I've got a hammock set up, which like I'm new to hammocking. Um, I've tried it out a few times and it seems okay. There's like a few things that I want to try and play with a bit with it but um i'm gonna go the hammock route because i have for whatever reason like my arms just fall asleep like every 30 minutes when i'm lying in a tent um so hopefully hammocking will solve that problem um i'm still trying to figure out some things with my backpack because apparently the backpack i have doesn't fit me for shit um and it's not actually supposed to be that painful so working on getting a new one, thinking I might get one from ULA. So there's still like a couple things that I'm working on fine tuning. Um, But for the most part, I think that I'm at a good point. Um, And honestly, uh, the executive dysfunction part of my brain has said, we Google no more. This is it. So (laughs) fingers crossed on this one that I'm going to be okay. I'm sure I'll research more as I go. Oh, I'm also, I've also been doing a lot of research on um, the different indigenous tribes uh, of the area so that I can give my land acknowledgements and also so that I just like know a little bit more about their history and it's not just like strictly, oh, I know whose land I'm on. It's, it's more broad than that. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at. Uh, see you down the trail, bye. This is M8. I'm recording this from home. I'm still home. But in just over a week, I will be on the trail and I will be with my two daughters. Brittany, age 32, is with me right now. (laughs) And Eden Rose, age 14, who is somewhere else (laughs) at the moment. Brittany has a few questions for me prepared about preparing for this big event. Yes, I have a few questions, six questions on how you did your preparation. So how did you prepare physically for this trip? Well, I wish I'd done more, to be honest. I would have liked to have gone hiking every week and perfect world man. been on my so nice. <laughs> been on my treadmill and doing my stair stepper and I did have big plans for that but reality has set in I have gone hiking about once a week on a very challenging trail I find it found it challenging anyway and um, on that trail actually we on the first time we did it we made. 20 stops, rest stops. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. But it has a lot of elevation gain. They took me on it when I came home. Yes. Very steep elevation gain, um, about 47% incline grade. So it was, it was tough for a mile for one mile. It was that tough. Um, but by the end in the last week, I was able to do it without any stops. So I'm very proud of that. And that's about it. That's perfect. Because we're on to the next question. Okay. How did you prepare logistically? Logistically. Mail drops. I've spent the bulk of my time on preparing mail drops in an effort to hike healthy. And that's one of my big goals. 30 mail drops. Yes. 30 mail drops with 30 different mails prepared 
to be delivered over the period of the five and a half months. Mom and I actually kind of split the mail, the the dinner making responsibilities, but she made way more than I did. (laughs) I came home and she was like, I already did most of them. I was like, great. (laughs) Yep. Yep. So Brittany was away at college. So we've been um, boxing up everything from toothpaste tabs to toilet paper Mm -hmm. around little um, whizzy wipes Mm -hmm. to our dinners and desserts, chocolate. Yeah, that's my favorite part. (laughs) There's a lot of chocolate in there. How have you prepared mentally? Mentally? Well, of course, I would have had to read, read Zach Davis's Pacific Crest Trials book and really thought about it actually and took notes and thought about what my goals for the trip were and how I would be disappointed if I didn't finish. What would I be okay with taking me off the trail, which short of a family emergency or some big injury, probably I would not be happy with anything taking me off the trail. So I found the book to be very helpful. It was cool because I was gone and um, there's another lady hiking with us, Christelle, and mom and Christelle would send questions out like every day for a while. And Mm -hmm. some of them were questions from the book. It was really valuable to think through. Mm -hmm. Um, Tell me a little bit about your gear because you really like some of your (laughs) gear. I do. I've been backpacking for years, about 10, 9, 10 years. Um, And my gear has evolved quite a bit, but I've settled into some of my favorites. But for this trip, because I do not want to be shivering cold all night <laughs> ever again, yeah. I have actually invested in an enlightenment, enlightened equipment 10 degree bag. Negative 10 degree. Ne- negative 10 degree bag. You're right. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to be warm. I have um, the duplex tent and I've had that for quite a few years. Wait, is it a bag or is it a quilt? It's a bag. Oh, it's a bag. Mm -hmm. I went to the bag to be warmer. Um, Duplex from Z-Pax, which I love, love, love that tent. I have a new backpack this year, um, the Arc Arc Blast, which I'm excited about. It actually should keep me a little bit cooler by keeping the pack off my back. So I'm excited about that. And some new things that we're possibly taking with us in Washington, which would be an ice axe, which I've not used or I have practiced with it, but I haven't carried it one with me before along with my micro spikes. And I hike in a skirt, which I, I like to feel kind of pretty when I'm hiking. (laughs) If you can call it that, I don't know. It just makes me feel good. I don't know how she does it because I think the mosquitoes would just eat you alive and the brambles would get you, but she somehow does it. It's I do. Amazing. I love it. Last question. Mm-hmm. Where are you allocating the majority of your preparation efforts and why? And you've got less than a minute. Or oh, less than a minute. Well, I've already alluded to that. The food probably has been the greatest preparation and be, and it's due to my determination to hike healthy. And I've been keto for about three and a half years now. That really works for me. It works for me in endurance hiking. And um, because of the special dietary needs, it's required some extra effort. Keto is great too for trail meals because you just carry around oil and you dump it into your meals and the calorie content (laughs) skyrockets. Great. That's right. Oh, we're out of time. (laughs) All right. Well, Um, That's it for now on our preparation, and we're going to take a little break and continue on our prep tomorrow. Hi, all. This is Moss, and this week we're talking a little bit about prep or lack thereof on the PCT. So... I'm going to be honest with you guys, I haven't done as much prep as I thought I was going to. I actually uh, went down to part-time for my job um, about two months before I was going to leave the trail with the expectation that I was going to start 
uh, prepping and training and all these things. And um, I don't know where the time has gone. I'll tell you that it has definitely been filled with things. Uh, just a lot of it has not been prepping for the PCT. So yeah, physically, I have been hiking a little bit, but it doesn't honestly happen as much as I would like. I was really expecting to be hiking, you know, maybe four times a week. And maybe it's like once or twice a week, maybe if that. Um, I am doing a pretty long bike trip about two weeks before I leave. And so it's going to be the length of Vermont. So I'm hoping that that kind of helps me get my legs because I have been biking a little bit. So it's not exactly hiking, but it's something, right? Logistically, um, I am planning to almost like do a power plan in about a week or two. I've just kind of been really crazy busy with um, some other things. So it's kind of been put on the back burner. And I also feel like since this is my second through hike, I haven't been as motivated or as like detail oriented with it because I realized that a lot of this stuff is going to change. But some of the things that I do want to really get settled down before I leave is where my resupply points are in Washington because I've kind of heard that that is an area where you do need a lot of resupply via the mail. Um, how to even get to the trailhead. Basically, we have gotten our flights to Seattle and that's pretty much it. I don't know how to get to the trail from there. So uh, that's something I really need to figure out. Additionally, I don't know. I mean, I'm planning on bringing my ice axe, but like, do I need bear spray? I've been trying to find like a good map set, but it's, uh, it's just not really working out for me. Mentally, um, I've started reading my trail journal journals from the Appalachian Trail. And I think that that would be a really good way for me to get myself back in the mindset of what it was like through hiking the highs and the lows. Um, but I haven't really been thinking about it that much. Um, I think that's partially just because I didn't want to get excited for this trail until I knew it was a sure thing. But um, it has definitely been on my mind and I'm definitely looking forward to being outside. But um, I haven't really been, I guess, mentally prepping that much either. For my gear, I'm pretty much keeping a lot of the things that I used on the Appalachian Trail. I'm not, I would not consider myself to be an ultralight hiker, maybe like a medium light hiker. Um, I definitely like my luxuries. I actually decided to invest in a new sleeping bag. So I got a zero degree enlightened equipment. I had a 20 on the AT and I just think I need a little something a little bit warmer. And for my tent, I have a big Agnes Fly Creek, which I love. I'm not looking to replace that anytime soon. And I just invested in an Osprey Asia. I had the Aura and I do really love that pack. It's like a warm hug, but I think I could definitely use something that's a little bit smaller. But um, overall, my pack, I don't know. I'm not one to like measure things and whatnot. Um, it'll weigh what it weighs, I guess. And um, yeah, I'm thinking about what kind of art stuff I want to bring as well, because I do want to be painting and drawing a little bit while I'm on the trail, but also trying to be conscientious of what to bring that's not super heavy and what is kind of multi-use. So my resources that I've been using, obviously I've been on the trek a little bit here and there, as well as Dixie's videos. And I've been going on to Post Holer for their maps. Um, I've basically been compiling all of the data sheets just because I would like to have some kind of paper map at the very least that has like road crossings and like water supplies and things like that. Um, just because I don't want to be relying specifically on gut hook also in general i just maybe i'm not looking in the right places but i feel like there's not that much information on southbounding and um it i, I guess i just need to try to find more resources on what it's going to be like because i feel like a lot of things are very nobo centric and that is helpful in some ways but you know we're going to be going through the desert in the winter or basically in the fall, whereas they're going in kind of the beginning of the spring into the summer. So I just feel like our seasons are going to be totally different. 
So yeah, there's my confession about my uh, lack of prep work. This is Moss signing off. Hello, this is Ibex coming at you today from the AT, actually. I'm out here with a couple former Tramley members, and we're on a week-long section hike in Virginia. And uh, it's just amazing. I'm so happy. So yeah, how am I preparing for my PCT through hike? Uh, as far as the physical goes, this past winter in New York, we actually had a bunch of snow. So Boyband and I made sure to get out there a lot and do some snow hiking, use our micro spikes, all that. Um, and then as it got warmer and the snows melted, I've just been out more, again, doing day hikes, uh, going on runs, bicycling a lot. Um, and then there's this. I mean, nothing really prepares you for through hiking, like just getting that weight on your back and walking all day. <laughs> so I'm kind of out here being like, hey, body, remember this? Uh, yeah, get used to it because we're going to be doing it a lot soon. Um, and it's been going really well. We're not like pushing miles or doing anything crazy. I'm just kind of getting back into it and feeling really good. And um you know, it's kind of difficult. You got to strike that balance between getting your body in shape and prepared physically, but not overdoing it or wearing yourself out before you even get out there. And uh, I think this is a really nice, good kind of starter warm up hike. And then when I get back to New York, we'll be doing a few more just short local backpacking weekends um, over, you know, in the upcoming weeks. Um, as far as logistics goes, uh, yeah, for the most part, I'm going to just resupply in towns, but I will be sending myself a handful of boxes as well. Um, I just know from my research that there's a number of places where there's either really limited options or everything's really expensive. And I also like to dehydrate a lot of food and it'll be nice to kind of send that to myself in a few places to have just healthier options. I dehydrate like vegetables and lentils and beans and um, things like yeah, that. So there'll be a few of those. I have not put those boxes together yet or sent them yet. Kind of been procrastinating on that hardcore, uh, but I will get there soon. I promise. Uh, yeah, as far as mental stuff goes, so that's kind of the big one for me, and I think where I am spending the most time in preparation. Uh, prior to my AT through hike, I didn't really prepare mentally at all. I'd never done a through hike before. I didn't know if I was going to love it or hate it, and I did research and watch some videos just to figure out gear stuff, but I tried not to do too much research because I didn't want to develop this sort of preconceived notion of like what my hike should look like or what a through hike is supposed to be. And I just wanted to kind of go out there with an open mind and see how it went. And that ended up working out great. It was so freeing and I just loved my time out there. It was just the most magical experience ever. Um, but this time around, because I've already done a through hike now, I cannot help but already kind of have this idea in my head of what a through hike should look like. So what I've been working on mentally is kind of keeping myself in check and getting the idea through my head that, hey, this isn't going to be the AT and that's okay. Like I know some former through hikers that we met on the trail in 2018 who then went out and did the PCT in 2019 and a surprising number of them ended up getting off trail early and it wasn't to do with physical stuff. It ended up being mental. They were just like, it's so lonely out here compared with the AT or it's just like, it's not what we expected or something, you know, along those lines. And I don't want to fall into that trap. So I've really been trying to get it through my head that this isn't going to be the AT and that's okay. You know, like the AT is your first love, but this is going to be different and it should be different. Like You don't want the same thing again. And just instead of comparing the two and seeing what ways the PCT is lacking compared to the AT, like how about looking for those differences and looking for what ways the PCT shines um, and looking for what new things you're going to learn out of this experience. And I think it'll also be helpful that I'm starting, it's like 
it's just going to be so different the way I'm doing this hike as well. I'm starting with boy band, first of all. I didn't hike the AT with a boyfriend. Um, and then I'm going southbound as well, which is just a totally different beast. So I think that's helping me to kind of get my my brain wrapped around the idea that, like, this is going to be very different, you know, obviously, and that's okay. Um so gear, uh, I have my same backpack that I was using on the AT, which is the Gossamer Gear Mariposa. Uh, I started with the Gorilla, and I have no business having that pack. I am not UL enough, so I upgraded to the Mariposa, and it's been awesome. It's definitely the pack for me. Uh, I think the big areas I'm changing things up are going to be clothing because I'm super paranoid about sun exposure. I have one of those silly hats that's got like the flaps that protect your neck and ears and stuff. Um, I have a long sleeve sun shirt and sun gloves. And then the other really big thing is the tent. So on the AT, I hiked with my little one person, Big Agnes Fly Creek, which I loved. Great tent. But um, Boy Band is a bit of a Z-Packs fanboy, you could say. So he got the Z-Packs duplex, and we have been hiking, uh, using that together and staying in that. In retrospect, we probably should have gotten three-person one, um, but this one's fine. It's just a bit cozy. But yeah, we've used it on a couple shorter through hikes before, and it's been great. And also, he carries it, so uh, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I've dropped like, you know, my big Agnes was over three pounds in weight. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited to not have that weight. And then as far as navigation, um, I'm starting not only with boy band, but with two former AT Tramway members. And we all have gut hooks on our phone. So we figure like surely not all four of our phones will be broken or die at the same time, right? Like someone's always going to have gut hook. And then another one of, um, yeah, uh, one of the tramway members, she has got actual maps as a backup. So we'll have that. And then Boyband also has this other GPS navigation app on his phone that we've used before when we've gone on bushwhack hikes. That's been really useful. So hopefully with all of those uh, things combined, we'll be able to <laughs> find our way. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it for now. Thanks for listening and see you next time. What's going on? This is Francisco. I'm here with my buddy, Eric. We're currently on a road trip to Cleveland, Ohio to visit the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And it's our last night here. Um, this episode is about preparing for my trip. And to be honest, I don't think I've really been doing it. I got my permit, um, end of March and I got super excited for two weeks, ordered a bunch of gear, um, watching YouTube videos on how to kick steps in snow. I had to stop in the snow with the night, uh, ice axe, all that stuff. And then I realized I'm like three months away and I probably shouldn't be getting all too crazy about it and kind of stopped preparing and only a few weeks away. And I haven't done anything except order gear. <laughs> um, so yeah. But what are the kinds of things you're trying to finish before you leave? Are you, are you talking about being physically prepared, mentally prepared? Uh, physically prepared, I don't think I have to do much since I'm pretty much an act, really active person. Like, you know, you know, like I got to walk uh, three to eight miles a day, sometimes with a tool pack on my back. Yeah. Um, right into work, which is like 12 miles one way. So physically, I don't think I really have to do much in order to get there but mentally i think i have to start preparing a bit more sounds like it um i read pacific crest trials and that's been a big help but like really i just been i kind of put this out of my mind like i've been thinking about it every single day it's pretty much all i talk about but actually preparing for it i haven't <laughs> do you at least know your logistics for your trip no and I think that's one of the things I've been slacking on the most because you could prepare as much as you want, but anything can happen out there and everything goes to shit. So 
it's not that much you yeah. can really do. I did tell my boss a couple weeks ago. That's a that's a pretty important part. Yeah, he said I was fucking crazy, but he was all cool with it, and I'm pretty sure that I'll have a job when I get back. Wow. Yeah. So, thanks, boss man. So, what what resources are you using to, you know, when you do like sit down and prep the trip a little further? Listening to a lot of podcasts, listening to other people's experiences, especially on Backpacker Radio or In and Out podcast. I do watch a lot of YouTube videos. So okay. like Shugs, he's a big hammock camper. So just learning how to set up my hammock on the ground as well, because of PCT, there's aren't, there aren't always trees. Okay. So where would you say you're, you're uh, of the, the bit of prepping you're doing, which you've said isn't a ton, what would you say you're doing the most? I haven't really, like I said, I haven't really prepared, but I do want to concentrate on diet. Okay. So I did sign up with Backcountry, Backcountry Foodie. They have a lot of great uh, recipes that are easy to make out in the backcountry and high in calories. So that's right. Perfect. And I guess I want to get back on to like the mental side of it. But again, I'm really not sure what to think. I'm just super excited to get out there. And as long as it's still the number one be the trail again. Good for you, man. I wish you all the best. Thank you. All right. This is us signing out. Thank you for listening. Hey y'all, what's up? It's Toodles. Checking in today, which is, uh, I think, a Tuesday, May 18th, from Johnson City, Tennessee. I just finished mowing my yard in full backpacking gear with full gear loadout. Uh, and I do that every week, too, you know, because I guess I'm full hiker trash is really the only reason I can think of. But um, that's just one way that I am preparing for the Pacific Crest Trail. And I figured, hey, might as well sit down and talk about the rest of them. Um, I, you know, physically, I have been keeping up with my yoga practice. I do a work for trade at the studio near my house. So I work their front desk one shift a week in return for unlimited classes. Um, I also have a home practice that I try to keep up. It's definitely keeps me grounded physically and mentally and can't say enough about yoga. Um, in addition, definitely I've gotten as many shakedown hikes as I can. I did the Art Lobe Trail through Western North Carolina, which was awesome with my friend Sarah and Michael. We're also getting ready to do the Linville Gorge Trail. Uh, again, Western North Carolina, if you can get out there, definitely can't say enough about that place. Um, we've done a couple of sections connecting the mountain to sea trail going through there and definitely played around there and started trying to work on getting my gear down to a lower base weight over the last year or so since the Appalachian trail on those hikes. Um, in addition, I am leaving like in a week, a week and a half to do the foothills trail with my friend Amanda, which I'm pretty excited about. Uh, and I know absolutely nothing about it because she's just kind of taken the rein on that, which is my favorite. I just want to, she told me four days, what I can't even remember, four or five days worth of food, and we're going. So, yeah, doing some shakedown hikes, um, super close to Roan Mountain, so I'm running up there as often as I can for overnights, trying out new pieces of gear as I get them. Um, logistically, I have done very little, honestly. I It seems like... After the further I got through the AT, it seems you, you can't plan more than one resupply at a time. I can't, at least. It just doesn't work out no matter what I do. Um, I did use utilize a bounce box on the AT, so and I liked that. So I'll probably end up doing some of that. But I also have a friend in Seattle, Pell shout out. I love her, who has agreed to help send my gear back and forth from her house throughout the hike in return for me buying her lunch. But we haven't decided how often I have to buy her lunch. So trying to work out the details, but love you, Pillow. Um, yeah, so logistically, just trying to figure it out as I get there. I've got a couple of days built in in Seattle before I start the hike to do a few boxes if I want to, and I probably will. Mentally, of course, yoga practice goes back to that. I've also been journaling and you know, every time I go on a hike or every time I do a shakedown, I keep notes in my phone or in my little journal about things I want to change or what worked or what didn't work. Um, I think one thing that I've really struggled with is prioritizing things mentally. Um, it's, it's either like it goes so overboard with the trail, I'll just 
I'm working myself to the bone. Like if I'm not working at my job, I'm doing gig work or picking up shifts at other places, doing anything I can just to save money, which is all a good thing. But I think I've, there's definitely been a few points where I've overdone it um, and just put myself in a miserable place because I've just overworked myself and, and I don't know. So I've just got to reel it back sometimes and just make sure I'm staying like mentally healthy now and not, you know, sacrificing my mental health now to be on the trail, which is also not a good thing. Gear is the opposite of logistic. I have done way too much. I like going back and reading my journal on the AT. It's like, there's some days where I'm just whining. I'm just complaining about everything. And I, and, and it seemed like on a lot of those days, I didn't even have something specific to complain about. I just had a more negative mindset. And then whenever I paid more attention, it was like usually the first days out of town whenever I'm carrying all this extra weight and I'm full. So it's just, I don't know. It's, I just don't want to carry a whole bunch of stuff. And I've lived like a way more minimalist lifestyle since I've started backpacking. So I'm trying to just go as ultra light as possible. So I've been ordering gear and selling it and trading things around and talking to my family about it and testing things out. I, yeah, I, I obsess. I talk about it way too much. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to get out there and try this setup that I've got planned out. Um, there's been s- some pretty cool resources. I've definitely used Reddit is I love Reddit. The ultralight subreddit specifically has been a big help for me. The shrinks guide is awesome. But again, it kind of goes back to logistics. I, I don't know. It's been a big change because I had five weeks <laughs> and that was it to prepare for the Appalachian Trail. And I always said, I don't understand how people plan for these hikes for years because I just would just I don't know. I've, I've overplanned at this point. And so I just kind of decided a few months ago that I'm done. <laughs> um, what I've got is what I got. And I am just putting like all of my energy into like working and making money and staying like physically and mentally healthy. And yeah, yeah. Um, it's less than six weeks left and I cannot wait. I cannot wait. My neighbors cannot wait because they're probably worried about me. Like, (laughs) I don't know. Everything's just coming down to a close. So, yeah, that's just a few of the things I've been doing to get ready for the Pacific Crest Trail. And again, it's Toodles, and I'll see you all later. GC Van Anner, Kathmandu, and this is assignment number two, preparation. Hi, Backpacker Radio. This is Kathmandu, and I'm going to talk a little bit about my preparation. Um, for the uh, PCT, um, I basically didn't stop training from my completion of the AT in 2019. Matter of fact, four days um post uh katahdin summit um i ran the mad river marathon um in vermont um i haven't run i hadn't run in 15 years prior to that but yet i ran a marathon and it just goes to show you the amazing physical conditioning and uh most importantly the mental fortitude uh that one gets from hiking through hiking a trail um i ran at marathon and for my age group i came in 15th place um i finished i finished strong and it was just amazing um but i never let up let off the gas uh even though that was 2019 um i pretty much do something active every day um i bike 25 to 30 miles a day if i'm not biking i'm um hiking um florida it's a little bit different hiking um we don't have any hills so what i try to do is compensate by going as fast as i can go so i try to you know tick off like a 15 uh, minute mile with a full backpack on and uh, it could be 85 95 degrees and you'll see me with full backpack on and i always wear it and i find that by by doing that, when I get on trail and I'm really hiking, I don't even feel my pack. It's just another part of me. Um, so it's really good conditioning. I don't think there's anything better personally 
having done the gym and Stairmaster and everything else, nothing that comes quite close to putting the pack on your back and just going. Of course, with low altitude uh, at sea level, um, it's a little different. So it does take you, um, does take me some time to build up my cardio when I do hit the mountains. So I try to, um, I try to prepare myself in Florida uh, when I'm biking. I Generally, if I'm doing a 25 to 30 mile circuit, I try to incorporate anywhere from three to five miles of wind sprints um, just to really engage my cardio. So that's really my what I do for training. Um, I, you know, I, I'd rather hike over bike, um, but it's all good. I do yoga every day. I try to do about an hour worth of stretching and yoga Um and for me, it's more maintenance than anything. I uh, try to keep my core really sound. Um, so those are activities I do every day. Um, sometimes I'll take a day off a week. Sometimes I don't. So it really depends on kind of where I'm at. Um, but that's, that's really my preparation um, going into this year for the PCT. I did the first 100 miles of the Benton Mackay Trail, um, so I went through Georgia and into Tennessee. Um, so that, that uh, you know, certainly I upgraded some equipment, so it really gave me a good shakedown for that. Um, going to be starting um, the long trail up by Canada um, in a few days, and... Uh, I've been essentially section hiking that I did, you know, the initial part that's congruent with the AT. And then last summer I did 86 miles. And so I have 86 miles to finish. So I'm actually section hiking that. But uh, so that'll get me ready um, for June. June, I'll get back to, you know, my my day hikes and my biking and just kind of getting everything um, ready and dialed in for the PCT. Um, my preparation for that, I, I plan on using gut hooks. Um, I've read uh, Yogi's book um, on the PCT and what I plan to do with resupply is kind of a hybrid um, from what Yogi's book has. I really want to, especially I think in, in, in time of um, COVID or hopefully we can say post-COVID, I want to help small businesses. So I'm, instead of mailing a lot of stuff, I'm only going to do it where, you know, I have very limited options. So I'm really going to try to to utilize small businesses and, and do my resupplies in town. Um, so it's going to be a hybrid. I think initially I'm going to do a number of boxes in Washington and maybe one or two in Oregon. And then after that, it's going to be primarily just resupplies in town. Um, I also belong to a number of different groups on on Facebook and um, other PCT groups. So a lot of great information is exchanged there. Um, I'm a vicarious reader, so I've read, I don't know, at least 15 books on the PCT. And I take notes and, you know, I've met some people that have hiked it. So that's a great uh, asset. So I can, I come up with questions and I can ask them. And uh, I don't feel bad about it um, that I'm bothering because, you know, us hikers, we just like to talk hiking anytime, anywhere. And also, you know, they have questions about the AT and, and other places I've hiked. So it's a great experience change of information. Nothing beats networking. So that's essentially my prep um, for hiking and for getting ready for the PCT. So I just can't wait to, to get out there. Um, the one downside of starting Sobo is you don't want to start before July because of the snowpack out there. I watch snow tail every day and like look at the snow um, depths and everything else. But, uh, but watching everybody who started going northbound, it's just like, you know, I'm like, oh, so anxious. It's like, oh, I wish I was there. and But I will be soon. And before you know it, I'll be there and I'll be passing all those cool hikers. So I'll see you on the trail. What's up, Trek listeners? My name is Cal, trail name Starburst, and my pronouns are they, them. And my name is Sean, trail name Marathon, pronouns are he, him. And we are through hiking the CDT southbound. Cal, let's talk preparation. Can you tell folks a bit about how we're preparing for this hike physically, logistically, and mentally? Absolutely. Since I'm a runner, I have a baseline of strength and fitness, but anyone of any ability can experience the transformative and healing power of the outdoors, which is kind of the point for me. 
To prepare for a thru-hike, though, I recommend strengthening balance and stabilizer muscles to avoid twisting ankles and knees and such. A sprained knee in Tennessee almost ended my thru-hike in 2018. Also, you should stretch at the end of each day. As a track coach, do as I say, not as I do on that one. Logistics of the CDT are much different than any backpacking I've done before, especially as a Sobo. Last night, I was watching videos of how to self-arrest with an ice axe, and boy, do I hope I never have to use that knowledge. I started AT Nobo in June, and all the other backpacking I've done has been during summers as a teacher, so a wintry thru-hike is going to be a technical challenge for a SoCal beach bum like me. What other logistical considerations do we have for a Sobo CDT hike? Well, uh, resupplying in parts of Wyoming, Montana, and Idaho can be very challenging. Uh, We're actually planning out our mail drops as we speak. Yeah, there is shit all over our floor. Also, uh, the weather will be a fun challenge, and I'm excited for the choose-your-own-adventure element of the CDT. Babe, do you want to talk a bit about gear? You're the one that worked at REI, so... Sure. Uh, Like all through hikes, gear on the CDT is, it's really a very personal choice. I decided to get a larger volume pack so that we can carry enough supplies for long stretches between towns. Um, But it really depends on how often you plan to get off trail. Uh, We'll be bringing more cold weather gear, and we're also able to consolidate some items because we're hiking together. Um, We only need one stove, for example. In addition to these essentials, I think it's important to figure out what comforts you need. Having small things that bring you joy or pleasure are crucial to your mental state. Like, I know that I need camp Crocs, but he doesn't care about that. Yeah, because Crocs are ugly. Well, it's been nice knowing you. I will say this. uh, You want to be light, but not at the expense of your own comfort. If you want to bring that pillow or an extra pair of socks or a stuffed animal, go for it. That's what I did. Really? Yeah, I brought Soft Bear. Your bear's name is Soft Bear? Well, his trail name is Cranberry. He's in my summit pick. Aw, that's so cute. Anyway, most of our current efforts are being devoted to buying fun snacks for resupply boxes and deciding what books we want to listen to on trail. I think that kind of gets to the mental preparation question, which is my favorite question. Having a way to stimulate your mind and imagination on trail is important, and having ways to distract yourself from the monotony, discomfort, and sometimes pain is critical. Through hiking tests the limits of the human mind, heart, body, and spirit, no matter who you are, and it forces us to face ourselves. Hiking is like free therapy. I mean, if you add up all the expenses for this hike, it is Probably way more than therapy. (laughs) I mean, maybe, but you don't get Instagram followers by paying for therapy. Anywho, I think a lot about trail coping mechanisms before my hikes, as in ways to cope with mental and physical discomfort. For me, this includes singing, which also scares the bears away, walking meditations, listening to music. Oh my God, I already made my CDT playlist and I am stoked. Hit me up on Spotify, y'all. Wait, hold up. Can you give us a teaser for what's on the CDT playlist? All I'm going to say is there's a lot of Fleetwood Mac, Dolly Parton, and David Bowie. Because I'm so very gay. No Casey Musgraves? I mean, she's more my AT playlist. Um, More coping mechanisms are distraction and mental stimulation through podcasts, audiobooks, and journaling. I try to call friends if there's service to stay connected. And the most important mechanism is asking for help. The first step in overcoming any obstacle is being vulnerable enough to admit that you might need a little help. And that's not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength. There is no growth without vulnerability, like there's no courage without fear. I think it's also important to set clear goals and intentions, but be flexible and open to change. During times of adversity on trail, we question why we're even doing this to ourselves. Why are we doing this to ourselves? Fuck if I know, because my non-binary ass looks like Peter Pan and we don't want to grow up. It's easier said than done, but I've learned to embrace discomfort because that's how growth happens. 
when we reframe obstacles as invitations. For example, one of my least favorite things on the AT was hiking in the rain, but it was the wettest year in Virginia on record, so I had to learn to love it or I wouldn't have lasted long. So I made a list of why I love the rain and why it brings me joy. Like in the rain, there's no bugs and there's more water, so there's less to carry. It helps the pretty plants grow. It's refreshing and it's like a free shower and laundry combo deal. I want to end this prep episode, this preposode, if you will. Wow. With this quote by author Glennon Doyle that I think encapsulates my intentions on trail. I am here to keep becoming truer, more beautiful versions of myself again and again forever. To be alive is to be in a perpetual state of revolution. Whether I like it or not, pain is the fuel of revolution. Everything I need to become the person I'm meant to be Next is inside my feelings of now. Life is alchemy and emotions are the fire that turns me to gold. I will continue to become only if I resist extinguishing myself a million times a day. If I can sit in the fire of my own feelings, I will keep becoming. Love y'all. Starburst. And Marathon. Signing off. Hello, this is Henry De La Vega, a.k.a. Rooster, and uh, today we're talking a little bit about our preparation for the Continental Divide Trail. Um, we have been using the Yogi Handbook, the Lay Maps, and then, uh, you know, the internet, YouTube, the Reddit, uh, CDT page, Facebook page, and I think we've got our most difficult preparation done and out of the way which was figuring out how we were going to get from the airport to the trailhead in Montana. We were very lucky to meet a uh, hiker over Facebook uh, who's starting on the same day as us. And they, him and his mother will be picking us up from the airport on the 21st and uh, dropping us off at Chief Mountain Trailhead on the 22nd, or if the Canadian border is open again, uh, up at the uh, Canadian entrance. Fingers crossed for that one. Um, as far as resupply, I think something we learned on the AT and the PCT is that mailing yourself stuff from home, while it could be fun and, you know, preparation is part of the fun of any backpacking trip. Uh, and if you like to dehydrate your own food, uh, you know, that can be enjoyable. But, man, having stuff shipped from home is expensive. It's a pain. Uh, it, you know, if you have a reliable person, you can trust that it's going to be there. Um, but, uh, I think we're, I think we're going to take the strategy of finding a town with a good resupply and mailing ourselves resupply from that town. So we'll have a better idea of what we're in the mood for. And uh, hopefully it will be a little bit faster and a little bit cheaper uh, to get it where we want it to go. Physically, I'm walking right now uh, to work. I've hung up my bicycle and uh, have been walking about eight miles a day, uh, five days a week. Start warming up my feet, loosening up the old creaky knees. Lauren's been doing a lot of hiking and backpacking, like I said in the intro. We're guides. Uh, so we, we're pretty much out in, in the mountains every weekend anyway. So I'm not too worried physically. Mentally and emotionally, we still have a couple stress points. Uh, we need to pack and put all of our stuff in storage, which uh, is never fun. Our person who was going to be cat-sitting for us while we were gone, our plan A and B both had to pull out. So right now we are working on finding a safe, enjoyable place for them. And then, of course, you know, all the scary things that come with a uh, through hike. Uh, there's a lot of fear mongering on the internet, and uh, even in some of these guidebooks, our, our uh, grizzly bear protocol: how to use a bear bear uh, spray can. And I think it will be fine. As far as gear, uh, we had our gear pretty much sorted out before we even started our first through hike, because uh, we'd been backpacking for a pretty long time before that. Uh, we are like sort of ultralight. I think 
both of our packs are around like 10 or 11 pounds. So not super, super light, but pretty good. Um, we did make one big change, which is we switched from the 8.5 by 10 foot flat tarp that we've used for our past two through hikes and got a duplex. Um, the tarp just needed to be replaced and we thought, hey, let's try a tent, um, you know, for the sake of science. That's all that I've got to say for preparation. So until next time, this is Rooster signing out. Hey everyone, this is Link checking in today to talk to you about my preparation for the Continental Divide Trail southbound. I'm currently on the Appalachian Trail northbound and I definitely over-prepared for my hike here. I sent a lot more boxes than was recommended and I think in part just to ensure that I was able to move effectively uh, through the trail without too much logistical craziness to get off the trail. But as far as for the Continental Divide Trail, um, I've made a little bit of progress before I started the Appalachian Trail in February on a, a skeleton plan for resupply, planning at the beginning, the gear. But in general, I'm hoping that there'll be a time of about 10 days or two weeks between finishing the Appalachian Trail and starting the Continental Divide Trail where I can really sit down and dig deep into the preparation. As far as physical preparation, I'm really hoping that I can carry some fitness from one long trail to the next long trail in the form of strength and focus and not in the form of feeling worn out and kind of over it. And so, I mean, I, it's weird to say I'm walking one trail to prepare for another, but I think that's basically what's happening is I'm hoping that I can leave the AT and go to the CDT and feel ready. Uh, preparing logistically, we'll probably do, my partner and I, you know, we have a spreadsheet and we'll probably plan on doing a lot of mail drops on the CDT. Um, we haven't quite nailed down all the details, obviously, but you know, I think we'll, we're going to play about here. Anywhere it makes sense to resupply in a town, we'll probably do that. Anywhere it makes sense to send a mail drop, we'll do that. Um, I know that I've found that mail drops feel a little bit more streamlined uh, because I kind of know what I need by now. And so it helps me to just get a box and be good with what I have. I don't have to try to piece it together at some small grocery store. Um, as far as mental preparation, I'm really just trying to stay in it, trying to stay in the mindset of, you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And even though I'm just about, you know, 1700 or so miles into the Appalachian Trail, I know I'm not even halfway through the bigger journey of doing the Continental Divide Trail. So I'm really curious mentally, actually, what will happen between those two trails, if I'll be able to stay in it or not. And I, I hope just uh, having a lot of planning to do will keep us and me kind of in the mindset. Uh, as far as my gear, I'm using just a, that's like a 42 liter backpack. And I have a pack liner that I put in. I have uh, a quilt that I'm using with a, a full length blow up sleeping pad and my partner, she carries the shelter. We use this like a duplex style shelter with the trekking poles and have a little uh, liter and a half pot with a, you know, canister stove that we use to cook. And yeah, it's general layering happening. You know, I have a, a sun shirt, a fleece, a puffy, a rain jacket, rain pants, uh, warm hats. And yeah, and and, you know, as far as the resources that we're using on the trail, the things that um, are helping us guide ourselves, uh, we did a, a lot of research, both of us online, uh, for the CDT. We, we actually have done the entire Appalachian Trail without using the uh, Gut Hooks app. And we're probably going to do the same for the CDT. We have uh, these maps that this pass-through hacker named Jonathan Lay made. And we'll probably combo that with some National Geographic Trails Illustrated maps. 
And there's also the resources like, you know, some family, like we have some family picking us up at the end of the Appalachian Trail and some family driving us to the beginning of the Continental Divide Trail. So there's a lot of familial support that is happening for us. And I'm really thankful for that. And we're focusing and I'm focusing a lot of my preparation efforts into um, making sure that, you know, we kind of know a general resupply plan and we have these almost backstop dates, you know, make it here by this time, make it there by this time. And I think that just helps us to to gain some structure and have a general idea of where we need to be when and how long we have to get there. And we, you know, I usually try to take it one piece at a time. So I'll plan the first six or 700 miles generally with some wiggle room in there. And then, you know, we'll take a stop in a town and plan the next little section and just take it section by section. So our hope and my hope is that when, you know, we get to this space between the start of the Continental Divide Trail and the end of the Appalachian Trail, we'll have some time to really kind of set in some, you know, some times where we're for for sure going to send a mail, mail drop and we're for sure going to, you know, hitchhike or get a shuttle into a town here. But yeah, thanks for listening. Preparing, it's a big part of this trail for us. So thanks. And that's it for today's show. In our next episode, we will check in with our correspondents from the trail. It's about to get very real. You can keep up with our correspondence, be alerted when new episodes drop, and get some fun behind-the-scenes content by following us on social on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. All of the links will be included in the show notes, and we highly encourage you to subscribe to this podcast to ensure you do not miss future shows. Lastly, if you enjoy the show, we would really appreciate your leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, as this goes a long ways to letting others discover the show. Until next time, happy hiking. Thank you.